messages from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Each week, VA sends an email to over 13 million veterans. It's jam-packed with veteran discounts on hundreds of services, job listings, and information on home loans, plus access to many local events for veterans and their families. Subscribe for free at va.gov slash vetresources to learn more. This town needs an enema. Find us on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. Welcome to the morning show. You're here with me, Jack Blaze, the H Train, coming to you live from snowy Denver, Colorado. What's going yeah. on this morning, H? I, not much, not much. We're uh, not only are we live here, we're live on TikTok. I'll put the video up here so that they can see me real quick. We've got some, you know good stories that we've already been talking a little bit about uh you know for the pre-show if you guys didn't know uh at 7 30 mountain standard time we're on tiktok and then we go from tiktok to live at eight o'clock uh, we're on you know we're instagram on instagram generally also uh, yeah we're on six, uh six different radio stations so uh, DV Radio, Sky Blue Radio, Internet Radio Network, Basics. I mean, we're we're on a lot, and we want to tell them uh, we really appreciate it. We really do. Um, Absolutely, because without them, nobody would hear us. Yeah, well, especially Sky Blue Radio, because Sky Blue Radio has been getting really, really, really big, you know, and they have been very supportive always been supportive since 2018 it's been a it's been a long you know um friendship uh, mm-hmm. at least seven to eight years and uh jeff jeff turner jt show he's he's on uh mbrs as well he does a friday show and he's just he, he's been amazing his not only his friendship but his 
uh, radio station, you know, and sometimes that's that's what this whole radio station stuff is about is about this, you know, collaborating, meeting new guys, you know, becoming friends, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the yeah, only reason why, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've found that, that, you know, pretty much everything in life, it all comes down to relationships, whether yeah. that's radio or veterans causes or anything, you know. It's all about yep. relationships. It's all about relationships, you know, and it's funny because like um, a couple of days ago, I was talking to someone, just 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 a friend, you know, not nothing special. And I was talking to her and. Uh, you know, she was like, "Yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to donate or, or, or you know, get involved more with uh, MBR." And sometimes, when I'm when I'm doing this and I'm teaching and stuff, I forget that MBR still needs to raise like funds and stuff. Sometimes, right? I do. I, I, I just, mm -hmm. I forget it. You know. I think that's one of the reasons why I have that scan thing up at the top so that I don't have to keep reminding, hey, if people want to. And it's nice because if people want to donate to DV Radio to the right, they can donate to them. They want to donate to the left, they can donate to the left. They have, they have options, you know. And they can do um, both if they want to. Exactly. Well, you know, because I have a lot of guys, I have a lot of people that always come up and they're like, you know, age, but. What's the best nonprofit to donate to? And I'm like, you know, all nonprofits are are, are good. You know, I, I, there's not one particular. And then I looked at them. I'm like, what do you like doing? Do you like playing golf? Do you like hunting? Do you like writing music? Do you like car racing? Yeah, you know, I mean, what the... do you like? Because the most important question is, is there something that you can do that you're passionate about that you can help another veteran? That's the way that I look at it. So right. let's say I'm a, I'm a huge golf, uh, a golf enthusiast. You know, I love golf. Well, mm -hmm. then I would strongly suggest uh, that you donate to Tia for the troops because that's one of the things they do. They have reunions of, you know, veterans that have been in battle and stuff. Then they have, you know, an, another golf event where, you know, they bring all the veterans together to talk and, and the September 11th event. Yeah. Then they do the, a lot of things, you know. If somebody came to me and they're like, well, you know, I'd really like to I, I, a guy was asking me the other day. He was like, "I, I want to. I, 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 I'm in the military." He's like, "I want to write and blah blah blah." I brought up your nonprofit, the Soldier Song of the Voices. Mm -hmm. I brought that up, and I'm like, "Yeah, they help you with that, you know." So, whenever anybody asks me, "Who who should I donate to?" I I told them if it's time if it's money donate to the mission that you're passionate about if, because that passion is going to keep you more involved much more than writing a check you know however often you feel like it to some random cause that you don't necessarily understand you just think it might be a good idea to donate to them you know 
Yep, exactly. And, you know, um, it's, it's, it's easy to tell people to donate, but it's, you gotta, you, you gotta think of it as a, you know, what, what is the value, you know, like, um, well, and I look at it kind of like the same thing as, as what tipping has become. You know, people are talking about tip fatigue out there because, you know, everybody's got their hand out wanting a tip at the end of, you know, whatever they've done. I'm surprised they don't expect you to tip the, the, the um, you know, grocery checkout person now. I mean, it just it, tipping has gotten crazy with everybody asking for a tip. It's got, it's become the same way with these with nonprofits. You know, there's just so many out there that you end up with charity fatigue. I guess is what you would call it. You know, where yeah. where there's just so many choices, and you can get really overwhelmed really quickly with like, okay, where does my money go? Well, dude, dude, I swear to God that I I think it's, I don't think it's just me. I think it's all nonprofits, but I think all nonprofit people that are in charge they get to the point where you know i just rather you know spend my money rather than sit there and and, and try to try to beg for money and, and, and get it to the the nonprofit. at least that's that's how i've felt about it i don't know well, if I'm the only I, one. I have to say that's an unnatural thing at least for for a lot of us it feels very unnatural just like you just said it feels like begging for money you know and that's that's uh but that's not really what it is it's it's trying to get other people to understand the good you do and that it needs money to support it you know right. it's not like being out on the street and begging for money you know it it's very much um and if you look at it that way you're not going to be very good at it which i am terrible at it because i do look at it you know it feels that way which is bad for a musician because you know as a musician you're supposed to be all about self-promotion you're not going to get anywhere unless you're very self-promotion uh oriented you know and and you have to look at that as the same kind of thing as you you believe in this mission you know it's a valid mission so you're you're just trying to spread the word that this is a great mission and it it needs money to be supported just like any other good mission so but it, but it does feel very much like begging and it is a hard thing to to kind of get away from that uh that narrative yeah for sure yeah. yeah and before we go to break ladies and gentlemen the uh the top story today is here's breaking news on the station that's giving veterans a voice mbr so the uh, the top story kind of runs into it a little bit uh, each, and then we'll go into the what the segment. But um, top story yesterday, not only did Bland break the NFL record for the uh, pick six uh, in the NFL, and I think we talked about it earlier on like TikTok, but I don't think we reported. No, we haven't brought it up here yet. Yeah, we haven't brought it up here yet, but the reason why I bring that up is, dude, did you see the halftime show yesterday? I did not. I did not. I didn't watch any football yesterday. Dolly Parton has got to be a vampire. <laughs> has got to be a vampire. 
because dude, she was moving and she was looking the same way she's looked all the, the whole my life that I've seen her. She hasn't changed. Yeah, that's what so, my, growing up though, my, up until now, you know, people ask you, well, what's the oldest woman you'd ever sleep with? And uh, my answer is always the same. Well, how old's Dolly Parton now? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was really surprised. <laughs> and you know, like she she has to be up there with like Ozzy Osbourne. That's mm-hmm. a, that's 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 what I'm looking at, right? I'm looking at Ozzy Osbourne, where where he is and how he talks right now. And well, here we go. We got some here. Team USA doing great in Chile at the 2023 games. Hey, Sergeant Big Country. Good luck, brother. Good luck. He's uh he was on TikTok. Um but Dolly Parton, holy shit, dude. Like the way she was moving, I mean she yeah, she hasn't changed. And compare that to Ozzy Osbourne, there's yeah. a big difference. Well, of course Ozzy has Parkinson's, which is uh Yeah, that's true. Um but that cuts down on your mobility quite a bit. But yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing how well Dolly's aged compared to a lot of people her age. <clears throat> Very much so. But you know, one thing that I wanted to bring up before we before we get out of this this idea is, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, we're talking about football and all these things. But remember Black Friday? I mean, I know it's still Black Friday technically, but right. it just doesn't have the same punch as it used to, you know? Oh, no, no. Because they yeah. start Black Friday deals like three weeks in advance. And right, right. It's, yeah. uh, nobody nobody stabs each other over TVs anymore or over no. dolls. And it, no. uh, I was talking to my wife about that yesterday. I'm like, she's like, I think I'm going to go Black Friday with my mom. I'm like, Okay, I'll, I'll be doing the radio show, and yeah. you know they're like going through. I, I guess it's like it was like five or six bucks for a for a paper yesterday, you know, because of all the ads and stuff. And I told mm-hmm. her, I'm like, the reason why there's not much is because who has money to buy this stuff? I mean, literally, people are they're not lazy, okay. People are staying home, not doing shit, because it's cheaper. Yeah, everything costs so damn much these days. Yeah, it's cheaper, you know? So that's the reason why... uh, The most expensive thing around is your house, so you might as well get your money's worth and stay there, right? (laughs) It's just cheaper to, to stay in. Yeah, and, you know, Black Friday... I I think it's a it's a lot of you know banks and stuff or or you know closing you know all that stuff with J P Morgan Chase you know all these you call them cyber attacks I don't know what you want to call them but all these different items that has happened in the last six or seven months i mean it just scares people you know so uh, that's another reason why i don't think they go to the black friday is because there's they're kind of scared of the unknown i mean they're thankful and stuff but they're they're kind of scared of the unknown i'm scared of the unknown 
don't know though, because because I mean, people have we've had bad economy. I mean, that's how Black Friday got its name, right? Is getting the getting the retailers' sales numbers back up into the black. But uh, that uh, we've had bad times before, and people always did the Black Friday. I think it's more about the fact that they've they've uh, you know, it's just been done so much now that it's just completely lost its impact. And and like I said before, they they start Black Friday sales like a week in advance now. And, you know, it's where before people were lining up outside the doors waiting right. to get in. And, you know, because they had to if you were there at 6 a.m., you weren't going to get the good, as good a deal as you would if you were in the door at 5 a.m. And and I think they've gone all the way from that. My guess, though, is that it was probably like a, a conscious effort to try to get away from the the point where people were, you know, literally stabbing each other over over Walmart shit. So maybe somebody decided, you know, maybe, maybe let's do something a little different. Keep these people from getting stabbed. I, I looked in the paper. I didn't I didn't see one single thing in the uh, I didn't see one single thing in the ad that like that spoke to me. H, get up, put your shoes on, and 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 you know wake up at five in the morning or or you know six in the morning. I just didn't see anything that motivated me to do that. You know. Yeah, I can't. And maybe it's just because we're old, but there's just there's nothing that's worth saving, you know, a little bit of money over to to go put up with all that crap, you know. I'd rather I'd rather pay full price for something and sleep in. <laughs> and well, the Black Friday deals—they're just—they're—they're they're not the the way they are anymore. You know, you're not going to buy a TV for hundred and sixty dollars. You know, I mean, you just. Yeah, the Those whole eighty percent off stuff is not is not yeah, really a thing the, anymore. It's yeah, exactly. So hey, we're gonna go on our first music break, and then uh, when we come back, we'll be entering into the what the and our what does is we got a I guess you call it a motivational story for Thanksgiving, and then the other one is kind of like a what the but. Do you remind me because I have a story of something that happened to me in high school that kind of compares with number two that we're going to talk about. So whatever you guys do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofits. You're listening to the morning show right here on MBR. Woo woo! On the Iraq War in 2004 and 2005. Appreciate that. Tell us the questions, the questions as well. Um, on Sunday, it will be the 18th anniversary of the night of April 16, 2005. And um, I lost a lot of good guys that night. Uh, true heroes, in my opinion. And um, this song's about coming back home and dealing with that and um, how, you know, freedom isn't free, it does come at a cost. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a proud veteran and uh, those guys are heroes in my mind. So the song is called April 16, 2005.
Nights I wake up in my bed And all these memories living in my head Guess the whiskey only helped for a while so Now I'm drinking, feeling I'm about to die saw three of my friends die. October 6th, 12th, and the 29th. Then on April 16th, 2005, three more died. Just one night. One more gone. After we got home, See, he just couldn't take a thing anymore. It was one year, and 
in a mighty Iraq and I'm seeing going we were never coming back she can't go no going down the hill in a car and your brakes don't work and as you're accelerating you realize your steering wheel doesn't work and you see yourself heading towards maybe a railing by a bridge and you can't you can't stop the momentum you go through the reeling you go off the bridge what you feel right there that's a panic attack there's men and women that go through multiple panic attacks every day of their lives because of the service they gave for us. Mama, take this bench off of me Cause I can't use it to see Feel like I'm knocking on heaven's door six months now and I still have my doubts well I'm not sure how I got Morning show. You're here with me, Jack Blaze and H Train. We're here giving veterans a voice, just like every Friday morning. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Black Friday. <laughs> we, so it was funny. I was getting ready to put in the comments to everybody that was tuning in. You know, thank you for tuning in. You know, the text line. If you want to call in, you can totally do so. And when I was getting ready to uh, text that stuff 
<laughs> I accidentally hit the space bar, and that's the reason why that great song by Guitar Vets was uh, cut off. So, yeah. I was wondering what was up with that. Yeah, I messed that up, and then I tried to play it cool by, like, you know, getting ready to play something. I'm like, you know what? We're already back. You know, <laughs> we, we go into it, and uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go into the what the moment, what the... right? I got to scroll up. There cool we go. Tats, man. Oh, for real. Thank you, bro. You yeah. see the Cobra? I mean, what is this one? Oh, this? Uh-huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm-hmm. You have no regrets? Dad? No. Like, not even a single letter? No, no. way. <laughs> not me. Well, I love him. I think he's great. Okay. I think he's a real winner, Casey. If I were you, I wouldn't use protection. What the? F- All right. So. <laughs> I love that uh, segment. Yeah. So here we go. I will. Uh, I'll. I'll read this. Uh, I'll read the big one, and you can read the small one. Well, I'll. I'll read the big one if you'll explain it to me when we're done. Okay. I didn't get it. All right. So. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So this is a story called "Why He Carried the Turkey." by James Baldwin from his storybook, uh, 50 Famous People, a book of short stories, published in 1912. In Richmond, Virginia, one Saturday morning, an old man went into the market to buy something. He was dressed plainly, his coat was worn, his hat was dingy, on his arm he carried a small basket. I wish to get a fowl for tomorrow's dinner, he said. The market man showed him a fat turkey, plump and white, and ready for roasting. Ah, that's just what I want, said the old man. My wife will be delighted with it. He asked for the price and paid for it. The market man wrapped a paper round it and put it in the basket. Just then, a young man stepped up. I'll take one of those turkeys, he said. He was dressed in fine style and carried a small cane. Shall I wrap it up for you, asked the market man. Yes, here's your money, answered the young gentleman and send it to my house at once. I cannot do that, said the market man. My errand boy is sick today, and there is no one else to send. Besides, it's really not our custom to deliver goods. Then how am I supposed to get it home, asked the young gentleman. I suppose you'll have to carry it yourself, said the market man. It's not heavy. Carry it myself? Who do you think I am? Fancy me carrying a turkey along the street, said the young gentleman, and he began to grow very angry. The old man who had bought the first turkey was standing quite near. He had heard all that was said. Excuse me, sir, he said, but may I ask where you live? I live at number number 39 Blank Street, answered the young gentleman, and my name is Johnson. Well, that is lucky, said the old man, smiling. I happen to be going that way, and I will carry your turkey, if you'll allow me. Oh, certainly, said Mr. Johnson. Here it is. You may follow me. When they reached Mr. Johnson's house, the old man politely handed him the turkey and turned to go. Here, my friend, what shall I pay you? said the young gentleman. Oh, nothing, sir, nothing, answered the old man. It was no trouble to me, and you are welcome. He bowed and went on. Young Mr. Johnson looked after him and wondered. Then he turned and walked briskly back to the market. Who is that polite old gentleman who carried my turkey for me? he asked of the market man. That's John Marshall, Chief Justice of the United States. He's one of the greatest men in our country, was the answer. The young gentleman was surprised and ashamed. Why did he offer to carry my turkey, he asked. 
He wished to teach you a lesson, answered the market man. What sort of lesson? He wished, he wished to teach you that no man should feel himself too fine to carry his own packages. Oh, no, said another man who had seen and heard it all. Judge Marshall carried the turkey simply because he wished to be kind and obliging. That is his way. Okay. All right. So what were we supposed to get out of that? Uh, so what we're supposed to get out of it, I believe, is that always help another person because you don't know when you're going to need help yourself. I believe that's what we're supposed to get from that. What do you think, listeners? Let us know in the comments or text us or, you know, if if I'm way off base, uh, let us know. There, there we go. Um, <clears throat> The uh, the other one, the other story is uh, kind of like the what the that story is supposed to be kind of like an inspirational, you know, just a, a kind of a feel good story. We'll uh, we'll give people a couple of minutes because uh, there's a delay so that they can uh, react. Uh, until then, here's the what the, and then I'll explain to my uh, my high school story. Okay, you want me to read the second one now? I, I can do the second one. Okay, uh, this was this was back in the eighties, A.K. No Google. Okay, so go ahead and toss common sense out of the equation, everybody. Uh, we finished our Thanksgiving dinner, and everyone was cleaning up. Somehow, a button broke off the dishwasher, so my grand grandfather grabbed some super glue to fix it he ended up gluing his hand to the door of the dishwasher the adults tried to free him to to no to no available um you know possible results so my dishwasher door with his father's hand super glued to the front of it he carried the door with my grandfather attached to the back of our station wagon and brought the, the, you know, the whole thing to the emergency room. And then they waited several hours only for a nurse to come out and remove it with nail polish remover. That, I mean... That's, see that story I get that makes that makes sense to me because it's kind of like um, people tend to overthink issues a lot of times and overthink problems. But if you if you if you know the the kind of you know if you know the ha the hacks in life if you know right. the little tricks in life then then you can usually solve your own problems without having to resort to going to the ER kind of thing for right now minor things. The story that I have in high school, I forget her name, so it doesn't matter. We're in uh, art class, and there was this one girl. She was nice as can be, but she was a little ditzy, okay? Um, but she was nice as can be, and she came in one day with a patch over her eye. And I went up to her, and I'm like, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she started telling the story how she was hot gluing stuff for Bazaar for a church. You know, that, that that's way back in times when people went to church and they went to bazaars and stuff. 
Um, and she was gluing the stuff for the bazaar. And she accidentally super glued or hot glue gun her her eyelids together. Oops. Yeah. So she had to go to the emergency room. Get that. I thought it was funny at the time. I thought it was funny at the time, but uh, yeah. Now that I say it out loud, it's not as funny anymore. Okay, so well, it's only uh, funny if she if she kept her eye and it continued to work, right? Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she's good. I haven't heard anything uh, since then. So usually, usually, if people are hurt or anything, you 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 find out after you know 15, 20 years. Well, but. that's that's kind of how. You know, that's how you know how old you are, right? If you fall and people laugh, then you're still young. And if you fall and people are concerned and it's not funny anymore, then you're old. Right. Right. Well, you know, I don't have kids, but I've seen TikToks where when the kid, like, falls, Mm -hmm. instead of him crying... The the parents like yeah 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 you know just just roots you know yeah yeah you're all excited and it's weird that like the kid won't experience like the the, the pain like I don't know what happened because yeah kind of, I don't know what the word for it. I'm just rambling man it kind of short circuits that uh that uh negative attention cycle thing or something huh right I guess. right yeah something like that yeah <laughs> we're, play, we're so, playing some amateur psychology here yeah so uh those are the two thanksgiving stories that i had to uh talk about um also did you know that there were uh dublin riots yeah i saw that well i kind of some of the updates that came across my phone yesterday bbc is one of the the only news stations that i let like spam my phone with updates and uh, something about the, yeah the somebody got stabbed at a at a rugby game or something and then it turned into 34 like, arrests yeah a huge destruction after a school stabbing leads to 30 for arrests, it, uh, it says Irish police have arrested 35 people after rioting. Hooligan fashion caused chaos in Dublin. Um, flared after three children and a school care assistant were injured in a knife attack in the city several hours earlier. Uh, 500 people were involved in the riot with mm-hmm. Irish and minister. And Leo Vodker. Didn't they burn some shit down too? Yeah, they they they, they tore some. They tore it up. <laughs> they tore it up. Well, dude, and I'm it's happening everywhere. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's 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 happening everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, because of the internet, we have finally learned that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. And all this like train derailment, all this stuff, uh, just you know, it's just it is what it is. Sometimes it doesn't have to. Sometimes it's not terrorists. Sometimes it's just stupid things happen. You know what I mean? Shit Um, happens. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there was there there was uh there was like a gunman or whatever that they found in the girls' restroom here in Colorado. I I, I can't remember this. what no, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, so there's a guy that was killed on Veterans Day. I actually I think it might have been the tenth. Um, but he 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 killed himself in the restroom and he wrote like on the mirror something. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh that was a little while back. It might yeah. have been Veterans Day now that you say that where uh down at Glenwood Springs at the uh the mm-hmm. theme park there. Yeah. Yeah. That they thought he had climbed up there to 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 shoot a bunch of people and instead he did himself in the bathroom. Right. So and by that, I mean he he shot himself in the bathroom. Not he right. Did yeah, I don't get why people keep on like uh, unaliving. It just called it what it is—a suicide. Well, I, th- I, I think that's something that TikTok uh, implements that they, you know, they don't like certain words. Oh, okay, all right. That's why they say things like unaliving and grape, and you know, um, the corn industry. You know, kind of uh, rubbing off earlier what we were talking about with the whole Dolly Parton and the Dallas Cowboys game. You know, it was. I'd just like to point out, you just went from the corn industry to rubbing one off with Dolly Parton. So uh... (laughs) I did not mean for that to sound like that. Um, But you know, Thanksgiving and everything. Now the bowls come up. The Egg Bowl, Ole Miss. Um, they, uh, they, they went, they, they beat Mississippi state. So, uh, congratulations on that. Um, and you know, when, when me and my wife was at Thanksgiving yesterday, um, it really confused her why the NFL is playing games on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And. Did you know that there's a law that they can't play the NFL games on Friday and Saturday before like three o'clock Eastern Standard Time or something like that because it doesn't want to interfere with college College ball? I did not know that. There's actually a law about that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I Uh, guess it makes sense. Well, you know. And, and and my wife's just like, but that just, I don't understand why that is. And I'm like, sometimes you don't have to understand. Sometimes it's just, it is what it is. You don't ask about it. Um, oh, then the, uh, we already talked about the rainbow bridge, the, uh, the car explosion. We might I think talk we talked about that, that beforehand. Yeah. I don't I think think we've we talked, talked about it on the show yet. Yeah. We talked about that on TikTok. Um, yeah. So, Basically, there was a car bit, V-bid that uh, went on the Canada and the U.S. border. Um, and then I already, I do know that that bridge from, I think it's Pennsylvania or New Jersey. It's a connecting bridge. It's the bridge where it seems like it's been having a whole lot of trouble here lately. And uh, a bunch of people that were protesting the Israel war 
the Palestinians, um, they just drove on the bridge, turned off the car, and threw their keys over the bridge. So that that happened on that. And then during the Macy's parade yesterday, don't know if you heard about it or not, but protesters tried to stop the parade by. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. yeah. They were like trying to glue themselves to the the parade thing. There was a lot of arrests made. Um, yeah. It I I don't know why you didn't make the main street media, but, hmm. but I uh, I saw a little TikToks. Hell, dude, there's probably people trying to get 15 minutes of fame. Hey, well, that's probably why it didn't make the the mainstream media is because yeah. maybe maybe they have well. I know this isn't why, but maybe, <laughs> maybe they got it through their heads that, you know, if you quit giving these idiots attention, that they'll quit trying to get attention, you know? Right. But uh, uh, I like the, I like the, uh, I like, was it the Germans who, uh, they had some, some protesters glue themselves to the road. And so they just chiseled out a piece of the road and, and sent them on their way with road attached to them still. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, learn them. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't seen that, but I heard it. I haven't yeah. seen it. But I heard about that. Chris, I have to say also the 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 protesters that pulled up their cars and threw their keys overboard. I mean that that's only going to inconvenience somebody for about forty five seconds before the army of tow trucks shows up and just hauls that shit away. I mean you didn't accomplish anything but lose a set of keys. Right. <laughs> you know. That's that. Yeah, that's very true. Well, yeah, hey, no, you no know truck what? drivers, they're always chomping at the bit for, for a job, and you just gave them one quick. Hey, at least they're protesting. I would consider that protesting peacefully, yes? Absolutely, yeah. 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 You know? So, all right. Well, with that being said, just so everybody knows, we're going to go on another music break. And when we come back off of this music break, it's going to be the whole music break. But when we come back off of the music break, we're going to be talking with the, 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 the sergeant dog. He's going to be in the house. So whatever you do, Sar- Sergeant Wart Dog. Um, whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show to highlight all the programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the morning show. Man, I'm about 100 today. <laughs> there we go. Been home about six months now. And I still have my doubts Well I'm not sure how I got here Or how I'm gonna get out Well my mama says I look the same As I did before I left But if she could see inside of me It would scare her to death well, I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run, soldier, run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders God and wait a ton And I see death in every single thought 
They taught me how to put that uniform on I just can't get it off Last Saturday they honored us In a small parade downtown And when they shot off those fireworks I nearly hit the ground while they smiled and cheered for us All I could do was stare Cause part of me is here at home But part of me is back there Well I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run soldier run Feel the backpack on my shoulders Got it weighed a ton And I see death in every single thought They taught me how to put that uniform on I just can't get it off Yeah, there's no end inside Cause even though I'm home Still fighting for my life well, I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run soldier run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders Got in weight a ton Taught me how to put that uniform on. I just can't get it off. Well, the devil's won some battles, and he may win some more. But don't he know the American soldier will always win? killed he he was killed uh, and the army disagrees with this but the, his man told us that he was killed while they were looking for Bert, Bo Bergdahl he's the guy that deserted we had a very close relationship and I miss it every day there's just a constant barrage of, of things that come up that I think oh I need to tell Darren that or Darren would do this or he and his buddies, we would pick them up at 29 Palms and bring them home, and I would hear the stories and how of the firefights, the stuff that they don't tell you on TV, the true stories, and I'd sit in the hallway with the pillow crying. So when he got back from Iraq the second time, uh, the PTSD was pretty much out of control. 
and uh, they fed him the, the the typical hey this take this take this in the morning take this at night and multiplied it out you know if this wasn't working if one wasn't working well he had two more a couple months later it's still not working add three more one night he called me he he was going to stay at base for the weekend we had a conversation and Probably within eight hours, he was dead. I am the mother of Corporal Benjamin Kopp, who was an Army Ranger that was killed in action in July of 2009. The day after he landed at Walter Reed, he was determined to be brain dead. However, the brain death um, qualified him, if you will, to become an organ donor. And so his, um, all of his major organs, bone, skin, and tissue were donated. And his heart is literally still beating today in a woman from Chicago. You know, I believe it was Emerson, the poet, um, who stated that the one thing about life that he's learned is that it goes on, whether we want it to or not. down what's itching inside my mind it's been too long since we have talked about nothing at all wish i could call i know you're lost please don't you worry there's no need to hurry just stay strong it won't be
Hey, welcome back. Hey, welcome back to the morning show. You're here with me, Jack Blaze, H Train himself, and welcome to the show, Sergeant Wardog. How's it going, brother? Sergeant Wardog, thank you for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the interview of the week. All right, Wardog, what is up, brother? I am so glad that you're hey. with us today. I've been I've been following you on uh, the Twitter. I've been listening to you and Bo, you know, every Saturday. And uh, I'm like, man, I want to get him on the show because I want to I want to meet him. So thank you for giving us your time today, especially on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. I really appreciate you guys having me. And uh, yeah, you, you see, I tried to come prepared wearing my red, also showing that you know that, that I, I too care about everyone that's deployed. I too care about everyone that's deployed right now. That's right, brother. So t tell everybody a little bit about you, yourself and what you're what you do for our veterans that I find it amazing. Tell us a little bit about War Dog TV. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm a Marine rifleman. Uh, I was in the infantry. I served three tours in Iraq. Uh, I was there the very first day of the war in 2003. Then I was sent back the next year in 2004. Then I was sent back uh, the, the year after that in 2005. So I turned uh, 19, 20, and 21 uh, in the war, during the war. Um, let's see. Uh, after my time uh, in the Marines, I, I have uh, seven years, seven years in the Marine Corps before uh, I was, uh, before I got like, uh, what, what is it, medically, medically retired? There we go. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, um, uh, after the core and all, though, uh, I did college, got married, had kids, uh, and then I sat stagnant, man, for about 10 years. I had nothing going on. I had no motivation. I had no, I, I was really lost for 10 years, just kind of doing the suburban dad thing, taking my kids to cheerleading and, and that sort of thing. But I had no, uh, I had nothing happening as far as my life was concerned. Yeah, you was kind of you was kind of learning to adapt to the the new normal. It, exactly. It, it, exactly. It, it, it takes that long usually. Sometimes and sometimes sometimes you're uh, you're injured, and you're kind of like in denial. You know, ah, no, no, nothing, nothing's wrong with me. You know, kind of thing. I had that denial. Um, I think everybody goes through that. Especially, especially when they're like fresh handicapped. Um, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I. And I, you know, I'll, I'll share a story. I, I, I was with a, a woman that was in a wheelchair, and she had, I think it had been only like two or three years, and me and her went out, and like. I think I, I think me and her met at the wrong time. Like she was still trying to get over her traumas and stuff. Okay. And I think 
you know, it's it's like uh, what's that saying in life? Uh, sometimes the world is cruel, and you meet each other at the wrong time. If it's meant to be, it will happen later on. But I think I think you can meet people at the wrong time. So totally, totally. But yeah, go ahead and and uh, continue with the story because I mean you got inspired and you know, you, you, you talk on barracks talk radio every Saturday, you know, yeah. talk about the inspiration with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, actually I was going to be completely honest with you and the viewers. Um, I did start to have trouble with PTSD and with, uh, everything that I forgot about came back while I was in college. My last year, my senior year of college, for whatever reason, you know, everything I hadn't thought about, you know, from like the first day of the war to, you know, the second deployment, things I had just put out of my mind, everything came back. And it hit me really, really hard. It was the first time that I had uh, like cried and grieved and mourned the loss of my guys, the my, you know, my fellow Marines. Um, and, and I don't know, I just kind of got into a real bad slump. So I am, uh, I used to be embarrassed to ever admit this, but I had to be hospitalized, man, several times, um, because I, I just couldn't find the will to live anymore. I, I, I couldn't, uh, I didn't feel like I fit into the civilian world. I, uh, I, di I didn't understand why I didn't die in the war, you know, uh, especially being a grunt. So um, it, it took me, just like you said, it took me about 10 years, man, to really get myself back together, you know, to get back on the, the right regimen of like counseling and meds and, you know, um, uh, everything else that goes into that sort of recovery. But um, it wasn't until 2018 that I started to live again. Uh, 2018, I bought a small piece of land in Florida, um, uh, maybe like an hour away from Orlando. And um, I started to camp for the first time. And something about camping, I don't know, something about camping. And uh, I had my AR-15 with me. I had my 45 with me. I bought some MREs from, I bought a box of MREs from Amazon. Uh, I bought a spool of concertina wire from Amazon <laughs> and I set up a perimeter, you know, I had my tent set up. I had my concertina wire around the tent. Um, I bought chem lights. It was something about doing all of that again that reminded me that I actually was good at something in my life. That I actually, you know, did have some sort of value um, so from there, uh, I started to take a GoPro with me, but it wasn't to film so much. It was because I have a wife and two daughters. So, um, with me going to officer remote locations that I was going to by myself, if anything happened to me, I just wanted them to be able to see and know what was going on. So you and don't uh, just disappear. There's at least some record of where you went. Right, right. Yeah. Totally, totally. And so um, from there, uh, that was 2018 and 2019, I did take the footage that I had collected and I started a YouTube channel. Uh, 
started a YouTube channel, started uh, to enter, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, that sort of thing. And uh, I started to share what I was doing online. And that's when the guys at DV Radio uh, happened to see me on Twitter. Uh, Deep Bo, the uh, Bo, the, uh, the, head, the head guy at DV Radio, he saw me, uh, saw some posts that I made uh, while I was out hunting. Because I, I did, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, I did pick up hunting. And that's what really, like, I don't know, blossomed a lot of things inside of me as well and like made me feel alive again. Being able to hunt wild hogs at night and so where I could use my night vision again, where I could use thermal vision again, that made everything feel so much like home and feel like I was like, you know, doing doing my job and it, uh, doing something that was actually, you know, organic to me again that, um, I don't know. I just fell in love with it. And so, uh, uh, but like I said, Bo saw me on DV radio and invited me on to the show once, uh, things, things worked out. And here we are four years later where I've been, um, on their show. Uh, I've, I've been a regular co-host every Saturday on the, on, uh, on the barracks talk podcast with DV radio. Right. And, um, I've still been doing, you know, the same things I was doing before as far as uh, just trying to get a message out to any other veterans that, hey, maybe the outdoors might be what they needed to get them over the, the hump that, that I needed to get over uh, as, as a grunt. Because, you know, being in the city, being in the urban environments, I wasn't really, like, in tune with, like, who I am and what I was good at. So, um, that's yeah, that's pretty much where... Where I stand, yeah. Well, were, I you, wanna, were you outdoorsy before the military? On, um, I was into football and basketball, so my outdoors was only you know playing sports. Yeah. So um, it wasn't, you know, I don't know, it wasn't uh, anything deep seated. It wasn't like I was out there, you know, small game hunting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really what I, you know, what what I needed to give me some sort of purpose or mission in life again, to be honest with you. And then um, eventually, I got the an idea that the land that I had, I really wanted to create a homeless veterans camp with it. Uh, I figured, um, I don't know, I figured I had space, and that as long as some certain veterans were actually still used to living in like an off grid or camp type of setting that I was, I was thinking to myself, Hey, I could volunteer and get some RV camp uh, campers out here and whatnot. I can try to put two men in each camper and uh, I can be like their little forward operating base as they try to propel themselves back into civilian life from, you know, whatever it is that they might've been going through. So that's that's uh, been the latest part of uh, my project and what's going on is I'm still in the pro I have the land, as I said, but I'm still in the process of trying to acquire the RVs so that I can get the ball rolling and really help some veterans uh, get off the street and then uh, get back into civilian life. You know? Yeah, yeah. A great vision. 
good good work doesn't happen overnight you know it 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 steadily happens you steadily grow things you know things happen uh you know businesses might not be able to help you now but here in the next couple of years you know more business will be able to you know come up and help so we just kind of waited on on that NBR has waited on that. I mean, we just got the studio this year. So, you know, things do take time. One thing that I was going to want to talk to you about is you have this famous uh, segment that they talk on Barracks Talk. You are the king of it. And I'm going to – on TV radio, you can cuss. You can't really cuss on here. So I want to – I want to get. I want to tell you first of all, good job because you definitely haven't, you know, dropped any f bombs on this episode. So I wanted to congratulate you on that, and I wanted to tell you that you have all the permission in the world. You can use that one word in this, but tell us about your segment, f or f a f o. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, F-A-F-O. Uh, I won't disturb anything too much. I'll just leave it as uh, F around and find out. And um, it's, it's just my uh, attempt at finding stories in the news that highlight times in which veterans had to teach civilians a lesson. Right. And sometimes that involves... Uh, physical altercation. Sometimes that involves uh, good things in terms of like helping the police, you know, you know, helping the police to arrest someone or to hold someone down until they, they can arrive. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it seemed to, uh, it, it seemed to just, I don't know, catch on. Um, and one day uh, I asked the guys on DV radio if they mind, you know, if I would, uh, pull stories from the news and, you know, let it be known, you know, what was going on in terms of uh, veterans actually getting out there and sometimes kicking butt. And um, I don't know, it just kind of resonated, you know? No, no it's, you know, and the, uh, the, the, the uh, F around and find out that whole statement, I mean, it has really came up in the last couple of months because of the the Jason Aldean song, you know, yeah. I, it, it's, it's funny how life trends um, can be set off by a song or uh, by an image. It, it's, it's hilarious. What's the, what's the song that's going around now? Um, uh, oh, the, uh, that, that, Jack Farrow song, the vanilla, I'll choke you, but I'm no killer. You know, that, that song. That <laughs> I don't keeps, know that one. <laughs> oh, it keeps on coming on TikTok. I mean, you've got all these, like, you know, different TikTok. You hear it, and you're like, that's the stupidest song. But it eats at you. It gets at you eventually, you know? And that's why I hate listening to radio stations, because they – they play the same 40 songs every hour on the hour. And you're, you're just like, this song's stupid. Like the flower song. 
yeah, this song's stupid. And then sooner or later, you find yourself singing to it like you know the words, you know? And it's like, ah! God, I'll never forget when the freaking Barbie song came out. And, you know, Barbie Girl. <laughs> and, and one of the local radio stations played it for like two days straight. Nothing else but that song. That was awful. Awful. And I was waiting tables and they were just piping it in over the freaking speakers in the restaurant. And I was like, Jesus. Papacitos in Houston, you still owe me for mental damage on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so now War Dog, where 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 are you broadcasting from? I'm actually in Claremont, Florida, which is a half hour outside of Orlando. Okay. You realize yeah. that we have like four or five DJs in Florida, so I'll have to I'll have to send an intro. Maybe you guys can link up and stuff. Hook up with, sure. with Dog Tag Diva out there. Yeah. 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 Dude, did you, did you realize she's a captain? No, I didn't. I'm like, holy uh, crap. She's a captain in the Navy? Yes. She's wow. not just a captain in the Navy, dude. She's a she's a doctor. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Nurse, technically, but I mean. <laughs> hey, so War Dog, how often do you get out hunting hogs now? Um. Well, that's the thing. I have metal implants now after the war, so I have like a metal disc in my neck. I've got rods in my hip, got screws in my back, so I can't get out as often as I would truly like to be honest with you but um uh, lately it's been kind of like uh I, I have a best friend and uh a best friend named mark and he'll hit me up and he'll let me know that he's going out to his camp and so when he when I, he tells me that he's headed to his uh location that's usually when i'll gear up and um we'll just go out together you know we'll like uh we'll scout or recon certain areas and then um you know we'll Drop some hog bait, some corn, some, uh, you know, the scent to bring them in, that sort of thing. And then um, uh, set up trail cams, man. Set up trail cameras so that we can, you know, detect their movement and all. And then uh, from there, uh, you know, just kind of go at it. We just uh, get after it the best way we can. But um, I want to say it's it's gone from me hunting every single weekend which my wife had a big problem with to uh, now I, I get to it about, you know, I don't know, like every other month, every other month is about how often as, uh, as I'm able to get out there now. Now, you know, as you're, as you're talking, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, there's a nonprofit. I think it's, I, I was looking for, it's called wild hogs hunt. And what they do is they take veterans out. And I believe it's in Arkansas. They take them in Arkansas and they allow them to kill warthogs. They've got private uh, property. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not, you know? I'm not familiar with that particular organization, but now that you mention them to me, bro, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> I'm serious, right. man. I mean, I mean, I got, you got me all eyes here. All you know, attention. I'm like, okay, Arkansas hogs. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. I definitely want want to uh, find out about them, though, man. Now that you just mentioned them, as you're as you're talking, and he asks you some questions, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Google some uh, stuff because I, I remember having them on the show not too long ago. So you guys go ahead and continue. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look for these guys right now. Interesting, right. interesting. They need to set up one of them charities for veterans where you can do that from uh, the helicopters. You seen that? Yeah. Oh, bro, I want to go Hilo, uh, hog hunting so bad. I, I can't even put words to it, man. The, the only issue is, uh, and uh, I actually, um, when I was separated during my marriage, I actually moved from uh, here in Florida out to Texas for that reason, uh, because uh, I did get the opportunity. Uh, thanks to Instagram, I got the uh, opportunity to join a pro staff of a company called AccuFire Technology. They make scopes. So uh, I did get a chance to go out to Texas to hunt, uh, to hunt Audad and Turkey once, maybe about three, four years ago. But um, I knew once I got to that property and I saw the fact that Texas is allowed to bring in exotic, you know, foreign animals. I knew that Texas had something special going on for any hunter, anyone that's in any way even feels they uh, halfway like hunting. Texas is a totally different place for. So the fact that they can bring in, uh, you know, exotics from other countries, um, like totally opened my eyes. But then I got there. And I started to find out about what you're mentioning, the Hilo hunting, yeah. the uh, Hilo hunting. And I love everything about it, except that it's ex- uh, so expensive for the fuel. Right. You know, it does right. take a lot. You know, it, it obviously takes a lot to uh, fund a venture like that. So uh, you have to be prepared for that part of it. But if yeah. I uh, can ever get things lined up the way I'd like to, you will definitely catch me. Uh, Hilo hog hunting uh, in uh, in Texas or anywhere else that I'd be allowed to. Yeah, that looks like an absolute blast. I'm actually moving back to Texas uh, this week, this coming weekend. So, or not oh, awesome, not, not like day after tomorrow, but uh, a week from now. Yeah, I'm okay. moving out to College Station. So. All right, yeah. all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Nice area, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was in. I was in the uh, Arlington and Mansfield areas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Up, up around Dallas and. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that you know, um, in Texas they're so over. I'm sure Florida's probably the same though. Actually, they're so overrun with uh, hogs. I mean, it's like all the rules are out there when they you, you can find and kill as many hogs as you want to any time of the day, any time of the year. You know, they don't care. Yes, Get rid bro. of them damn things. Yes, 24 7, 365. They are considered a nuisance. You don't even, uh, I have a hunting license, but you don't have to have a hunting license to get to go after hogs in Florida. So, um, you know, that's why, that's why I was thinking though that uh, I figure a lot of veterans would really love to be able to use night vision and thermal vision in an effective way again. I mean, because, yeah. You know, um, you know, you get to use your training. You get to help the environment because uh, you're actually uh, taking out predators. So you're helping the, the ecosystem, you know, wherever they're located at. You're helping farmers because they, you know, they kill uh, crops and your land and do, do like, you know, billions of dollars worth of damage every year. 
Yeah, so, all these people that get all up in arms about, you know, killing the poor pigs, they don't understand what, what being a nuisance actually is. It's not like they're just around and so they're, it's annoying. No, they tear some shit up, you know. They, yeah. Like you said, destroy crops, kill wildlife, do uh, kill livestock, all that stuff. It's a... Uh, you know, it's not just what they're annoying, and so we're going to kill them. They, they cause serious damage. Right, right. So uh, starting with the hogs, that led me to actually fall in love with coyotes, to be honest with you. Because uh, it's it's, it also falls under uh, predator hunting, being able to hunt at night, being able to use thermals and night vision. So um, when it comes to, man, wild hogs or coyotes, I'm... I'm after it. I, I get so excited when I see them on my trail cams. I mean, I you know I, I might be in Walmart and I'll see a video of you know video of them on my cell phone uh, that uh, you know just came from the camera, and I start getting all antsy, man. I can't you know I can't even put words to it. I just I become a different person. My wife says I'm really in my element when I'm in the outdoors or, or when I'm hunting. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much where I stand, though. That's that's right down my alley nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I'm I get you know, I grew for it just so you guys know. I'm still looking for it. Uh, okay. yeah, I grew up very outdoorsy, you know, out hunting with my, with my dad and all that stuff all the time. And, uh, I gotta be honest, since the military, I don't think I, I don't think I have, uh, I'm trying to think. No, I, w I went out hunting once, but that was Texas-style hunting, where you just go, you know, and sit in the stand and wait for something to walk by and shoot it. Kind of. I, I don't really even consider that hunting. That's just like shooting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I, I definitely know what you mean. I've spent my time in some blinds, also, you know, whether it was uh, whether they were elevated blinds or just ground blinds. I know exactly what you mean, man. Yeah, yeah. You just wait for them to walk out and pick which one you want kind of thing. It's more like shopping. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call it, bro. I call it shopping. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm a little bummed because I was hoping to get uh, get hooked up with like some elk hunts out here in Colorado. But uh, uh, maybe I'll get a chance to do that still. But, you know, going down to Texas is a whole different kind of hunting. So, right. so we'll, uh yeah, I'm looking forward. To it. But I'm actually going to be living off of a uh, off of a lake, so I'll probably get back into fishing a lot too. I haven't oh. done any fishing since I was a kid. So. Good deal. Good yeah, deal. I got to ask you though, man, where'd you get that moto hat though? I like that. Kind of looks like a, a EGA bikini with some chick with a candy stripe <laughs> stockings under. <laughs> I got it from uh, uh, let's see, Grunt.com is a marine online store. It's called uh, Sergeant Grit. So, um, uh, yeah, grunt.com is uh, usually where I grab most of my marine gear from. Yeah. Thanks, though. Thanks. I like that one. I haven't seen that one before. It's awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And I got to tell you, though, I'm really into elk, man. I love eating elk. I love elk oh, yeah. burgers. So uh, I wish I could get onto an elk hunt, you know, the way you just mentioned it. I wish I really uh, did have that opportunity. No. The uh the guy that usually hosts with me uh uh V squared he he has a lot of hunting uh up here in Colorado resources so so we should definitely put you guys in touch because yeah. uh, he, so I he's, found he's, it I found oh. it and I'm gonna share it with you guys now 
it's been a long time, guys. That's all I can say. But as you can see, there we go. It's called War Hogs. And here's the map of basically where it is. Oh, it's all it's over. All, it's not just in Arkansas, huh? Right. It's all over. You oh, know, and then you, uh, when you go over here to the home, it kind of like tells you a little bit about what it is, okay? But I've talked to this guy before, and I, I just I forget what state it is. Hold on. Um, now I think now it's out of Las Vegas, Nevada, but I know that it's like right on the border. But these these guys right here. They're the ones that I was talking about. It looks like that nonprofit group went with like a network because this is yeah. a that connect hub. So that's what it looks like. But oh, yeah, that's awesome. But now, but oh, I I, uh, I screwed that up. There we go. But but now now at least you know where to go and and. I, I know a lot more too because here in Colorado, outdoor buddies, um, they do hunts, freedom hunters here in Colorado. I mean, that's just here in Colorado. Of course, I know more nonprofits here in Colorado compared to everywhere. But I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure you can bring up three uh, nonprofits that's in your area that do, does hunts and stuff that, that you've been involved with, War Dog. Actually, I've never uh, I've never been out with a group or with an organization or a nonprofit before. I would love to now. Actually, I want to thank you again for telling me about Warhogs because you just uh, you just got me excited, bro. I can't even put words to it. You got me excited to, to want to go check out that site and to you know go find my local contact that sort of thing. But I've never had the opportunity to go out with a group to with an organization. Hey, and I don't know if you caught that, Joel, but we got to get V Squared and War Dog hooked up because uh, V Squared knows several like elk hunting oh, groups yeah. out here. And, and then, you I, know, that's what I was getting ready to ask, War Dog. What is your method of instrument? Do you do you like the gun, or are you one of these new hunters like that like to do the uh, the bow hunting? Well, because I've had because I have the screws in my back, it's yeah. really hard for me to deal with uh, with. Uh, using using um a bow the way i would like to but i am i am into crossbows okay so i'm really into crossbows and then uh the guns as you mentioned okay yeah. all right it's crazy you know cigarettes aren't the, the the cigarettes are just the same money for guns and it just keeps on getting more expensive, more expensive. I, I was looking for a gun, just, you know, just kind of looking, you know, I got to say that because I'm not supposed to have them, but I was looking for like a gun for like, you know, uh, for, for Thanksgiving, you know, one of those kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a gun and like hide it like six feet under. So my wife doesn't find it, you know, just because of <laughs> oh shit happens in the house. or something. Dude, I can't find anything less than 400 bucks. It's like buying a car payment. Uh, a, a gun. yeah. Guns didn't used to be that expensive. 
I remember my dad's shotgun. It was like three hundred dollars. Can't even buy a shotgun for three hundred dollars now. Wait till you go try to buy ammo. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, that's the expensive shit nowadays. Good point. Good point. Ammo is an arm and a leg right about now. And if I'm yeah, not mistaken, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, they just passed a law to where like until the wars of Ukraine and all that stuff stops. They're not selling anymore. They're 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 prohibiting the sale of uh, guns. But I think that's only in one state. I don't think that's everywhere. I think they're 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 trying to pass it. And I think the person that's trying to pass it, I think, is that Arizona mayor, or not the mayor, but that yeah. representative from Arizona. Or well, there's two things going on that I've heard about. One is the the mayor, or the mayor. Now you got me saying it. The the governor of New Mexico has declared like a gun violence emergency, and so she's tried to ban carrying guns all in or buying new guns in New Mexico. But that she got slapped down over that. But there's also something a uh, uh, a couple. It, I don't remember if it's a couple or just one. Uh, ammunition manufacturers are, are not sending ammunition over selling to overseas companies anymore that it all has to stay here in in uh, in the states um, because of you know the the Ukraine and and that kind of crap but um, never mind. I'm just I'm just rambling shit and I know I heard these things okay. but I don't know enough details on them to, to actually give give details but Hey, you know what? I'm pretty sure we all have TBI. I think there's always a moment in the day with TBI. You just sit there and you're rambling. Hell, I know half the time we go off the the derailments. That's the reason why I've like lowered my mic. I mean, three or four times because sometimes I just get excited and then, you know, I don't feel the effects until I listen to myself on a podcast and I'm like, oh Jesus, I have my volume too high. <laughs> yeah yeah but well, yeah we're we're rambling all the time all all the time now sergeant wardog with the uh talk about your the the tv portion like your shows that you do are they mainly veteran stories or do, do you have some nonprofits on like if, if if people wanted to be a guest on your show, like how would they do that? Uh, they can uh, reach out to me through uh, either uh, social media at Sergeant War Dog TV on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, X, um, or uh, drop me uh, an email. Uh, for, uh, by, they usually visit my website, uh, SergeantWarDogTV.com. And uh, my email there is just simply info at sergeantwardogtv.com. And um, um, as long as they, they don't have to be veterans, uh, oh, okay. actually, no, they don't. They don't have to be veterans. I'm I, I do everything from a war veteran entertainment uh, perspective. To be honest with you, I try yeah. to look at it like, uh, okay, you're dealing with that, the the crowd that has already, you know been through the military or law enforcement or, uh, you know, any kind of di uh, different trauma in their lives. And um, I try to find things that would entertain them. And um, that's usually uh, 
uh, revolves around anything to do with the military, hunting, or the outdoors. Right. So, so that's that's kind of your content that you that you do. It's kind of like a, a variety show, just kind of like our same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That way, you have more options, and you don't you're not kind of bogged down in just one one field and, and if anything is goes bad you know in that one field like like hog hunting or something and you still have other avenues that you can you know utilize to try to entertain people which i mean you you guys both know sometimes trying to entertain people can be a difficult thing hell yeah it can be yeah yeah i, I i'm i'm i am certain that the only reason why people tune into this show is to watch the music videos <laughs> because, because I my my voice, you know, you got radio voices, and then you got H's voice. You know, it 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 it, it doesn't draw people in. Okay, it, it's 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 not sexy. You know, it doesn't have that deep throw. It's that uh, it's that you know, it's that drunk sounding. You know, if you want to listen to your Uncle yep. Ronnie. On the radio. Don't spell yourself short, man. I'm sure you could deep throat if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like hanging with you guys. You guys have a great sense of humor. I set you myself guys. up for that one. I yeah. said that deep, deep voice. Wow. Show. You guys have a great sense of humor. You got live and fresh. I love that. If only Grammarly could edit my voice like it could in my <laughs> vocabulary, I'd be really good, you know? You should just get you one of those Bane voice synthesizers. We should have a segment of text almost sense, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's see how crappy these texts are before, before they're sent in, you know? Um, yeah, anyway... So before we let you go, we have one last question for you, War Dog, and then you know we'll uh, we'll definitely keep you around if you want to stick around for the for the final thoughts because we're we're going into the tribute to the troops here soon. Hey, before before we get there, there, yeah. H, so I got I gotta say something, man, because it kind of got glossed over. Okay. In, in your introduction, introduction, War Dog, but I just have to say, man, I, I so appreciate you being being honest and uh, and talking about the fact that you you spent time, you know, as a guest of a uh, veteran services uh, psych oh. ward, and, and I, uh, man, that that's a uh, that's a powerful thing because you yeah. know uh, there, there's a lot of folks out there that are still like, you know, that I'm not going to talk about that because that's you know makes me weak or whatever, and, and and the fact that you just stand up and say, no, that this has happened and this is not something to be ashamed of, and this is what we're, you know, and this is how I can take that and use it for the betterment of the world, man. That that's powerful stuff, and I just want to give you a shout out for that. So. Well said, Jack. You know, I, I'm so sorry. I I didn't I didn't spotlight that more, you know, because I, I I think there's a it's, it's great that you bring that up, especially Thanksgiving, because I saw a picture yesterday, and I was going to post it, but the only reason why I didn't post it is because we all know that when you post something, people think that, you know, you're going through something or, you know, that's directed towards somebody. Very, very seldom do people post, like, quotes and stuff just to be posting quotes. 
and I saw a picture yesterday, and it said, you know, as you're eating Thanksgiving and seeing all these happy messages on social media, just realize that 75% of Americans today are eating Thanksgiving like McDonald's or Golden Corral. They don't have somebody. You know, they don't have family. There's a lot of military guys out there that, like, they don't have anybody. Like, if I didn't have my wife, I, I would have, like, hardly any family at all. I have, um, I have family, but what held them together for the holidays ha ha has passed away. And I think everybody's family goes through that. You know, you have that one person that really holds the glue of the family together. And then when they pass out, pass away, you know, unless you've created your own family, it kind of dissolves. And I, you're not alone. A lot of veterans yesterday was eating a TV dinner at the table watching Thanksgiving. I know, I know, even with my in laws, I know that that's what I was doing. I was basically eating a plate right in front of, you know, in front of watching the Dallas Cowboys. So I just want, I just want to reiterate that that, that is normal so that people don't go through the day kicking themselves. Oh, I don't have no family. I got to do better, but you know, at sending Christmas cards, you know, everybody's going through struggles. So you don't have to, you don't have to send a message to somebody saying, Hey, how you, how you doing? You know, um, just to get them to talk to you, you know, um, I just want to, I just want to reiterate that. That's all. Cause I'm, I'm starting to ramble. So can I add one little uh, quick point here? Yes. All right. Well, um, I actually have, I made, I made up a name for it that we use on DV radio a lot. Okay. I call it psych ward game. All right. And that for me is my way of uh, referencing mental health in the military community. But I got the idea because every time I ever had to go to a, uh, uh, facility, there was always at least one other veteran there. And I mean, each time I, when I would link up with that veteran, he's already like recon the spot. He knows every nurse, every doctor, he knows they're happy. I mean, he's like done a complete and thorough recon. And that happens, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that probably happens, you know, around the country and maybe even around the world. But as far as uh, we are, we're concerned military veterans. There's, like I said, there's always been at least one other veteran that was already there who was going through similar things. And my way of like, I don't know, uh, corralling us together was to, to, to call us the psych ward gang. And um, so that if you if you hear, ever hear me say that or you hear hear that coming out of DV radio a lot, that's what it refers to. Is it refers to uh, you know guys I already ran into when I when I would get there, and you know I, how I had jokes of how we would take over the psych ward and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, and I I I I, I remember that, and I'm 
I'm sorry that I didn't bring that up. I'm I'm sorry that I didn't spotlight, you know, the, the whole thing. I I've I spent some time in the psych ward in Anaconda um after my best friend died. I spent some time there. Um and it's 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 really hard. It really is, you know, especially when you uh when you come home and uh you're still fighting the battle. It doesn't stop in Iraq. It, 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 it still fights. And the holidays are pretty hard. And, you know, when I was talking to Jack, uh, when I was talking to Blaze earlier, Wardog, we were talking about, um, you know, making memories at Thanksgiving or Christmas. You know, if, uh, if you want to be able to tell the difference between all the Christmases on Thanksgiving, um, Take something as a as a side dessert, as something that will spark their eye. You know, like uh, had a friend yesterday; his cousin brought uh, chili cheese dogs for uh, Thanksgiving. You know, hey, ladies, who brought something, but you know, people are gonna definitely talk about that. You know, <laughs> or uh, or the old famous Walmart pumpkin pie. You know, you you just go by Walmart and get a pumpkin pie. Leave the price tag on it and just, you know, <laughs> you know, things, things that will make people remember that Thanksgiving or that Christmas. You yourself can, uh, can do that. I, I think next Christmas, I think I'm going to bring the, uh, the chicken, you know, the chicken that you like squeeze and it goes like, <gasps> you know, the, uh, yeah, you, you know remember chicken yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna bring you that chicken or, or uh, my favorite white elephant Christmas stories. I took um, a, a guy gave me the idea. It was Barney Rebel figurine glued at the end of a plunger, and it was the Barney Rebel toilet plunger. Perfect gift for anybody for. Uh, Christmas for White Elephant. You you know what I'm talking about, White Elephant Christmas gift, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering where you're going with the Barney Rubble plunger, though. <laughs> oh, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a gift idea. You know, buy a plunger, buy a little Barney Rubble figurine, and then you glue it to the end of the plunger. Anyways, I'm just rambling. So, um, War Dog. Plunger made with so love. Much. <laughs> Wardog, thank you so much for being on the show. It is the final question. It is your time to shine. This is your time to shine, baby. It's your time to shine. I'll I'll let you do the honors, boys. Oh, all right, Wardog. So this is uh, you know, we we probably got sidetracked three or four hundred times during that conversation. So maybe there is a question that we didn't answer or ask, or maybe there's something that about your your background or your program or something that you feel like needs to be addressed that didn't get addressed during this interview. So this is your time to shine. Talk about anything you want. And if you don't have anything that you missed, then you can give us some kind of uh, interesting quote or something that you thought of. Uh, sure. Um, I'd like to, I, I never did let it be known that uh, the name of the homeless uh, war veterans camp that I'd like to create, it's going to be called Camp Doghouse. All right. Okay. And, um, like I told you before, it is um, about an hour to an hour and a half outside of Orlando. And um, 
Uh, it, it's uh, anyone can find out information about Camp Doghouse from my website, SergeantWardogTV.com. Um, I've been trying. I, I acquired acquired the land like five years ago, but uh, you know, actually having residents there where I'm actually helping people the way I feel I need to to uh, to have some pur- uh, you know another uh, purpose in my life and another mission. Um, it's just take you know it's like you said it's taking time it's taking you know uh, taking time and all I can do is pretty much wait it out and try to spread the word uh, as as better as uh, much as possible so I appreciate you giving me this opportunity uh, right now to to do that of course of course um, and how is how is Camp Doghouse spelled is that D A W G or yes yes D A W G. Uh, and then house camp camp uh, DAWG house. Yep. Good to know. Good to know. Man, you're doing great work out there, War Dog, and it's it's awesome to see, brother. Yeah, Thanks brother. Thanks yeah. Thanks. Stick around with us. Uh, we're gonna do the tribute, and then we'll we'll have you on for the final thoughts. Okay. So All whatever right. you do, everybody, we're gonna go on. Uh, I'm not really a music break. We're gonna go on the tribute to the troops because it's time. Up next. Sir, I don't, I don't know how to tell this story. Well, you got to, Joe. You tell the American people what these men did here. You tell them how my troopers died. Friends and family, thank you for tuning in today as MBR pays tribute to Sergeant Cade Wolf. On the evening of November 10, 2023, Sergeant Cade and four other soldiers were participating in a training exercise roughly 30 miles off the coast of Cyprus in the eastern Mediterranean. During a mid-air refueling, the MH-60 Blackhawk and its crew of five went down in the Mediterranean. Sergeant Wolf was 24 years old at the time of the accident. Due to security concerns, little more is known at this time in regards to the accident. Sergeant Wolf's remains have yet to be recovered. Sergeant Wolf leaves behind a wife, Danielle, who herself is a veteran. His family have all stated that Sergeant Wolf loved his country, loved the Army, and really loved his job as a Black Hawk crew chief. His mother stated in an interview, Always, always keep that in my heart that he was doing what he loved. On behalf of everyone here at MBR, We want to thank you, Sergeant Wolf, for your service and dedication to this country, and our thoughts and prayers are with your family during this time of loss.
guts and it's the glory. A hundred stripes, a hundred stories. It's the pledge of allegiance on the Fourth of July. It's them handwritten letters from home. It's them sleepless nights alone. It's his newborn baby he left with his wife. Mr. Red, White, and Blue. Lay down here the line. Mr. Red, White, and Blue. For these stars and stripes. Hey. From the fields of Indiana to the swamps of Louisiana. To the golden coast of California Uncle Sam's the only family he's got His purple heartbeat won't stop And his 18th birthday was the day he was born Mr. Red, White, and Blue Lay down his life Mr. Red, White, and Blue For these stars and stripes Welcome back to the morning show. You're here with me, Jack Blaze, H Train, and Sergeant Wardog. So, Wardog, what'd you learn today? A lot. Um... Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. It's the two minute warning. Two minute warning. What we learned today. Are you not entertained? 
Sponsored by OperationGoodBoy.com. Use code at checkout. Military Discount Radio. Damn, clearly oh, out of practice. I forgot about the whole uh, <laughs> joke, the whole video segment. Hey, you know, I always tell people that we might not look professional, but we're gonna we're gonna present it look like we are. Um, I, I, um, all those segments, um, I I always like to make a, a, a nice little presentation for everybody to see. So. War Dog, thank you so much for being on with us. And like Jacks, like Blaze said, uh, what what did you learn? I learned that you were so uh, involved with so many other organizations and nonprofits. Uh, the way you uh, opened my eyes to that Warhog uh, organization, um, I'm I'm like all over that right now. Like I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to go, you know, go uh, look look up the organization and ch try to find my local contact or, you know, um, I, I didn't know that you guys were so uh, well plugged in and connected and you are and that's amazing. And uh, your platform's awesome, man. I love your videos, the graphics, uh, the setup here, the uh, each, like you said, for each segment and the way you try to uh have something to to display with it that's awesome man i really love your platform it's awesome i appreciate it hey you know what i i'm trying to get i'm trying to get bo to do that for barracks talk I, I i think i might have talked him into a little bit um you know start streaming and stuff like we did for the veterans talk i think we're gonna do that from now on uh but you guys did it a little early saturday and i had prior commitments already so i couldn't do that but yeah it, that was fun um blaze we had a veterans day like barracks show and oh nice it it, it has over a thousand views on it. it i i really think that um people don't realize that if somebody is blind or not blind but if they're deaf they really look for that closed caption when it comes to uh like on on facebook or, or something like that it'll, it'll read it to them so um you know th that's a huge reason why we do the videos because of the closed caption because oh, i would say though but barracks talk was definitely one of my favorite shows i've ever been on you guys are fun to be around and, oh, yeah. I, and I like i like the uh the kind of uh anonymity of not having the video on there <laughs> but you know, th this is definitely the the video adds a adds a adds a certain thing. But I just have to say the the anonymous black screen also adds some some, some <laughs> razzle dazzle too. Gotcha, gotcha. Blaze, what did you learn today? Um, dude, what did I learn today? I don't know. I've already forgotten. <laughs> um. I learned that I'm very out of practice at this, man. Practice, you know, <laughs> podcasting is definitely a skill, and it can get rusty pretty quickly. So. Yeah, that you know, it, and it's funny that you bring that up because when me and my wife we went to Germany, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I speak German, and then like the first woman, like, I'm a little, 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 and I'm like, holy uh, shit, this is a while. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know, and my wife looked at it. it. It's it's hard when you know something, and then after you have a brain injury, you realize, oh shit, you know, maybe, maybe I can't do this anymore. You know, may, maybe I can do it, but I got to put a little bit more practice into it because things are different now compared to when they were, you know, before. Mm-hmm. You know, you rode a my motorcycle or before you drove a car or anything like that. So, but uh, I think the biggest thing that I learned today was I'll, I'll be honest, I almost got caught with my pants down because that war do- that Warhog nonprofit, I talked to them like years ago. It looks like they don't really have a website anymore. It looks like they have joined kind of like a hub kind of like you know with all the radio stations we've kind of joined the hub with dv radio kind of thing you know we still have our website but that's what it looks like they uh it's a it's a big hub um so if i didn't find that i would have i would have got my uh i would have got my pants definitely took him down there was a old nonprofit, for example that i spoke to i, I want to say about four or five six years ago and i talked them up and then i just found out recently that they dissolved and that was spa spa war, uh, for warriors and what they did was they would go to bath body works and they would get all their expired like soaps and stuff like that and this nonprofit would send it out to the warriors in Af- you know Afghanistan and Iraq. But you have to understand that now that the the war has been winding down and we're looking at you know another war in another country, you know, some of these nonprofits that have been helping veterans, like they're starting to dissolve because the need isn't exactly there anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I get I get you there. Mm-hmm. I totally get you. Yeah. I have to say too, that's part of the whole uh uh TBI memory thing, you know, you could say just the other day and it was actually like fifteen years ago. <laughs> that happens to me all the freaking time. I'm like, Yeah, I remember the other day and they're like you mean when we were in high school? I'm like, What are you talking about? Well no, it was just the other day. Yeah, well, for me, for like listening to podcasts, I'm like listening to it. I'm like, God, I just I talk so slow. That's the reason why I don't I don't talk so much. Um, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Things are just different after a brain injury. Um, well, hey everybody, that is the show for us for today. You'll be able to listen to this podcast after we get off the air this morning and once again we want to remind you that we are here for you not for us we are giving our veterans a voice and i'm trying to get that there we go that's the show for today everyone thanks for listening we'll be back next week with an all-new show and remember you can listen to us again and again the podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes and thanks for joining us today i'd like to take a moment to talk about something close to my heart 
Military Broadcast Radio has been doing incredible work to support our veterans and bring their voices to the world. They rely on your 